I'm Dan. And this is the first down get down NFL preview. All right, going into the games, um, Saturday we got Falcons and Eagles at 4 th uh, 4.35. Um, Falcons come into the game as a three-point favorite on the road, which is unheard of in the playoffs. Uh, Falcons got hot going into the playoffs at the end of the season. Won in the last, uh, what, three games in a row, I believe. Um, the only thing is, is that it's going to be cold going into Philly, and I, I think Atlanta might not fare too well. Yeah, um, we'll get into that in a little bit. We got differing opinions on that, but the weather for the game is supposed to be 30 degrees, sunny at kickoff, 17 mile per hour winds, which could kill the pass game. So basically, we're going to keep it short and sweet. What we're going to get into is the Eagles have LeGarrette Blunt, Jay Corey Clement. Um, the Falcons obviously have two studs in Freeman and Coleman. So which uh, which duo or which running back stable you trust in more in this game? I'm going by I'm I'm going by committee. I think uh, Clement, Blunt, and Ajay might do it because I mean they're one they're at home. So I mean the Philly yep, faithful they're they're gonna be there. They're gonna be rooting them on. I mean home field advantage in the playoffs always a big crucial thing. And as long as Nick Foles can hand the ball off, I think they'll be okay. That's true. You can't throw interceptions if you're handing it off. Um, <laughs> but what I will say, my my faith is in Freeman Coleman. Um, I, I, I see your point because Blunt is either heavy hitters. That could wear a defense down in the cold game. For, Coleman's a little bit of the type type of heavy hitter. Freeman's a little more dance around, but he's so fucking electric, I don't know if it matters. So I don't know if we need to get too much into the pass game. It's gonna There's not going to be a hell of a lot of deep balls. It's going to be a little short dink and dunks everywhere. Um, so getting into that game, I guess we'll give, you, we'll give you our pick, I guess. So Falcons are three-point favorites. Um, on the road, I'm going to take the Falcons with the points. I think they're going to beat them by at least a touchdown. Uh, Brian, what you thinking? Uh, I am actually taking the Eagles. As long as Foles keeps his head out of his ass and hands the ball off and the guys keep their feet on the ground, they're going to win this game. Right. I, I, good. I mean, agree to disagree, but I can see that. Um, so we'll move on to the second game. Titans-Patriots, Saturday, 8-15, high of 14 degrees, 15-mile-an-hour winds with possible snow showers. So what you got? Uh, well, I got Pats are favored by 14 points, and the Patriots are 10-1 in divisional rounds after the first round bite. Kind of scary. Right, that is that is um, a 14-point spread is literally fucking ridiculous in a playoff game. But at the same time, can you bet against the Patriots at any time? I think they played the Texans last year or a couple years ago. They were like 17-point favorites, and I'm pretty sure they blew their fucking doors off. Um, so another crazy stat, Brady and Mariota have the biggest age gap for starting quarterbacks in a playoff game since 1970, so um, that's another thing to look at. Um, what you got? What you got for this game? I I, I think the age is going to come into it. I think Mariota, being as young as he is, might be a little shaky at Gillette Stadium because that is a scary place to go in January in the cold. Uh, yep. But I think the game changer for this game is going to be Derrick Henry out of the backfield. Last game had a slow start, but at the end of the game, he, he showed up, showed out. He did. He had his, uh, I think, second fumble of his NFL, NFL career in that game. Don't expect to see it again. But you honestly never fucking know with the Patriots. Like you said, that's a scary place to go play at any fucking time. And um, James Harrison, we didn't even 
we even bring him up. What do you think he has any impact in this game? I think he had three sacks in the the lone game he played against the Patriots or with the Patriots. Uh, yes, he played more snaps in that one Patriots game than he did this whole year. The dude's hungry. He wants the football. He wants sacks. He wants touchdowns. He 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 just wants to kill someone. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, so going into this game, I'm taking the Patriots and the points. I do think they're gonna blow their fucking doors off. Um, I don't see any scenario where it doesn't happen other than weather affecting the game. What you got? Um, I'm thinking weather might have a little bit of effect because of snow showers and a little bit of wind. So I think it's gonna the ball's gonna be on the ground most of the game. I am still taking the Patriots, but I don't think they take the points. So I'm taking Patriots, but not covering 14. All right, so he's taking Patriots, Titans cover. Moving on to Sunday. All right, Sunday games. What we got? What we got? All right, first game on Sunday, 105. We got Jags at the Steelers. Steelers are a se uh, favorite, seven and a half. All right, um... That's going to be an interesting game. We all know about the Week Five matchup. Uh, they got the Steelers got dominated. I think thirty to nine. Big Ben threw five picks. Yada yada yada. Leonard Fournette had a ninety-yard touchdown run. One hundred eighty yards, two touchdowns. Do we really think that's going to happen again? I I don't know, but craziest stat I think I've ever seen in my craziest life. Craziest stat I've heard. Seventeen times a team has played two road games in the same season away. Only one team has won both games. What team was that? Well, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say it was the Jaguars against the Steelers. Yes, 2007 Jacksonville Jaguars went at Heinz Stadium regular season and during the playoffs, 30-27, I believe. What that now that literally blows my fucking mind. Like that stat of all stats and to have the same fucking matchup is I mean, that's the only thing in my mind going for the Jaguars. Um, since that first game where Big Ben threw five picks, I believe he was 10-1 and one with 22 touchdowns since. So that, I mean, that shot flames right up his ass. He came out, he came out hunting for the rest of the year. Um, he made that speech where he said, maybe I should retire, bullshitting to the media, knowing damn well that he was not going to let that happen again. Uh, oh, uh, what we got for the weather this game? Oh, the weather this game, 15, no win, clear skies. So the pass game is an option. And I think with Jacksonville, they've been scoring touchdowns from people I've never even heard of in my life. Yeah, Dude true, that came true. out of junior college, no college, community college, I don't even know where they're coming from, but they're scoring freaking touchdowns and they're doing it efficiently. Absolutely. Um, that is true. Just quick tidbit, imagine next year, where if Alex Smith or Kirk Cousins gets there with those two no-name receivers, D.D. Westbrook, Key and Cole, and then you get Alan Hearns, Alan Robinson back, so that just looking at that's just speculation Marquise for next Lee. year. You're not even thinking about Marquise Lee, who was their number one receiver through seven weeks, almost averaging a touchdown a week. Also true. So that's a little that's a little just preview to the off season. But um, AB is back. Um, I a lot of you probably saw the video of Chad Johnson trying to lock him up. He literally made my boy Ocho Cinco fucking. He broke his goddamn ankles like we were playing. Uh, what's that guy? NBA fucking street back in the day, dude. His ankles were on one side and the ball and AB were on the other side. So I don't know. AB looks healthy to me, but going against a non cornerback who's also like 40 years old. Take it with a grain of salt, but he did look good in that one single video. Do you think Jalen Ramsey, A.B. healthy, Jalen Ramsey covers A.B. the whole game? 
I mean, they're so good, I feel like they don't need to match up. Um, I feel like they don't need to shadow them. One thing, though, even though Steelers got that ass beat last time, A.B. had either 10 or 11 receptions for 150 yards. So it it is encouraging just for that. Encouraging to Big Ben and A.B., no matter how bad he played, he still got A.B. the ball. Obviously, he didn't score, but... I think AB AB's AB at the end of the day. If he shows up 90%, he's going to have a decent game. Will he drop 150 yards? No, but he might get 70 and a touchdown. So basically, I don't what I don't know what to expect other than we got to know what AB is. Le'Veon's going to be Le'Veon. So Do you think Le'Veon gets 20 touches? Oh, Le'Veon gets 30 touches in this game. I Has I think 405 I think on the year, so that's a crazy thing. All right. So, Dan, who are you taking this game? I am going with the Steelers. Um, I'm going. They're gonna take. They're. I'm going with the Steelers to cover the seven and a half strictly because I don't think that's happening twice to them. The Steelers are not going down like that. How about you? Ooh, I so disagree. I'm taking Jags. They're repeating history. The the team's hot. The defense doesn't care what the offense does. They don't give a damn if Leonard Fournette's on the field or if Mike Bortles on the field. For all I care, Tom Coughlin could be on the field in this game. That defense is winning this game. Yeah, I mean, it It very well could. I just see if if the Steelers get up like 10-0, 14-0 in their first two drives, I do not see Blake Bortles leading them back. I also, at the end of the game, five minutes left, tie game, who you taking, Bortles, Roethlisberger. I'm taking Roethlisberger every time. I don't know, man. Guess we'll find out Sunday. We'll find out. All right, so Sunday game, the last game of the day. I think the most intriguing, maybe the most exciting, Saints at Vikings, Dan? Absolutely. Not only the most intriguing matchup of the playoffs, it might be the most intriguing game of the whole entire year. Ooh. The the the, the matchup here is literally fucking insane. It's so close between quarterbacks, running backs, receivers. Both have good defenses, so we're going to elaborate on that a little bit. Vikings come in as a four-point favorite at home. Um, what you got going into this game? Um... I just it's it's a crazy matchup. You got one of the top two offenses playing one of the top two defenses. Crazy stat about that though. When the defense when that happens, the defensive team wins six out of seven of the last games that have happened. Yeah, exactly. So like he said, top two defense versus top two offense favors the defense six out of seven times that has happened in history. Vikings are also the home team. Um I don't know the stat about who was at home in these defensive-offensive matchups, but in my mind, I'm leaning Vikings to, to start off. But the the stats between uh, Drew Brees and Case Keenum in this game, like they're damn near identical when it comes to touchdowns, uh, interceptions on the year. Keenum, oh, also completion percentage. They were top two in completions, both of them. So Brees was one at 71%. Um, Keenum was two at 67.6%. Um, Keenum threw 22 touchdowns, seven picks in 15 games. Breeze threw 23 touchdowns, eight picks in 16 games, both plus 15 on the touchdown to interception ratio. And that's just, that's, that's a huge coincidence, but it's like mind blowing. I don't know what else to expect from that. Also, their stable of running backs for both teams are great. Um, what are you thinking about that? I, I just, what, Looking at Keenum coming into this year, Bradford goes out week two. You don't think, all right, Vikings, they're done. Dalvin Cook goes down week five, I believe, week six. They might as well ship up, go home, it's over, season's done. Case Keenum plays like a man this year. 
almost matches Drew Brees. Literally almost matches him stat-wise this season, which is crazy. You got Drew Brees, who has a Super Bowl against Case Keenum's never played in a playoff game. Right. Uh, also, what we don't, what we didn't mention earlier, in every single game this weekend, there's been at least one quarterback that's played in the Super Bowl. So that's crazy in itself. Um, another thing, like like I was alluded to a second ago, um, uh, the Saints have obviously Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, um, the Vikings have Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon. So another thing, like another game with. Great stables of running backs. Um, do you are you leaning one way or the other? I mean, I obviously Kamara Ingram, but but the other one. I mean, the other two are no slouches either. I it just what I'm thinking in this game is that that defense, that Vikings defense at home, is shutting down Kamara and Ingram. I I don't think they're going to produce what they've done this whole year. I mean, yeah, it's been crazy to see what they've done. They're basically it's Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman, two point oh from <laughs> right, last year. Right. I mean, what they've done this year has completely revitalized Drew Brees' career almost. Yeah. Last year, people said he's done. He's not going to do anything. Mark Ingram was banged up all last year. That that right. offense wasn't going anywhere. So I mean. They've done a lot of things, but at home, Vikings. I mean, you had the Super Bowls in Minnesota this year, right? So I, I just I think the Vikings are shutting down that duo. Yeah, absolutely. That is another thing um, that no one's mentioned. How about the turnaround of the Saints? They've been horrible the last couple of years. So I don't think anyone really expected it. They started off zero and two. So to to end up where they're at now is just mind blowing in itself. Everyone wrote them off after two games. Now here's now yes that, that that's pretty mind blowing. But Drew Brees, already an accomplished quarterback, already won a Super Bowl. So I mean you kind of expect that out of that guy. He he's been in the league. But here's here's something that's crazy. Did you think that this year the Vikings? Do you, just go through your memory. Do you think any team lost a QB? And a running back in the first half of the season, starting QB and running back, right. first half of the season, and end up getting a first round by. I honestly don't think it's ever happened. I've done a little research, could not find anything. Have not even heard anybody on ESPN, any of this shit, bring it up. So we might be breaking some fucking news right now. Like he said, I'm going to repeat it again. Has any team in history lost their starting stud running back and quarterback in the first few games of the season and still? Got a first round by. If anyone knows, let us know because I don't think it's ever happened in history. So I understand what you're saying. That, that that's crazy. But the thing is, I think Jarek McKinnon was ready to take the role. Yeah. Dalvin Cook was still young. I yeah. mean, the dude just came in the league. But he balled. He, he that he did. That he did. Still young. Got a lot. I think a lot of football ahead of him. But when you got Stephon Diggs, who was yes out, Adam Thielen. Undrafted out of college. Great white truth. Minnesota State University, <laughs> right. I believe. He's from Minnesota, the dude playing for his hometown team. True. I mean, he's playing balls out. And then, what is it, Kyle Rudolph? Uh, can, yep. Tight end, he might as well be a damn receiver. Yeah, yeah. He is a beast. Um, he is from Cincinnati. Shout out to the Ohio boy. Um, Adam, the great white truth, Thielen. Um, Stefan Diggs. Obviously, a very electric player, a very electric punt returner. Still young. Then, so you got, you're going in knowing that. You got Diggs, Thielen, Rudolph. On the flip side, Saints have Mike Thomas, who has literally balled all fucking season. Another Ohio State guy. Ohio State. And then Ted Ginn. 
another Ohio State guy, not to mention Marcus Lattimore, another Ohio State Chris guy. Chris balled out, might even be rookie of the year this year. Ab- I, if he's not, then it's a fucking scam. Um, and I'm, and listen, we're from Columbus, but neither of us are Ohio State fans. We're in no way, shape, or form homers. USC. So. USC here all the way from right. Southern Cal. So, yeah, no. Marcus Lattimore, born out of control. But back, piggy, or back to the receivers real quick. Which, uh, what receiver core would you, are you giving an edge to in this game? I am not really giving an edge. I'm saying that the Vikings defense is going to shut down the Saints receiver, Xavier Rhodes. I mean, the, the defense is Xavier Rhodes alone, but that defense, that secondary is just amazing. I think they're going to stop Drew Brees in his tracks. That's true. Um, yeah, so do you think that Lattimore is going to shadow either Diggs or Thielen? I really don't see a point to because they are both they both can pop off a big play at any time. I don't know if you give one more of an edge. I, I think at this rate, no, because they, they've done so well this year. The Vikings have of, of mixing up looks, mixing up plays, just going up wherever. I mean, everyone's scoring on that damn team yeah. at this rate. So, yeah. I mean, you, you can't really uh, – I almost guess, strangle or uh, put Lattimore on one side of the field and not let him see the whole field. True. So, um, it could end up being like this game is literally fucking ridiculous. We also like the A train. Latavius Murray is a beast inside inside the five yard line. He's a touchdown machine. So there is so many factors. Like this game is literally a fucking toss up. It's a, if you say you know what's going to happen in this game, I'll I'll tell you you're a fucking liar to your face because nobody honestly knows. We have ideas, but we really don't know where are you going when you pick this game. Um, I am taking the well, I'm taking the Vikings, and I think they're. They're covering. They're, I mean, they're minus. They're four and a half. Uh, they're at four, actually. I apologize yeah. about that. I think they're covering them. I mean, they're at home. The Super Bowls in Minnesota. The Super Bowl has to go through Minnesota, which would be absolutely crazy. First time in history. I would honestly love to see either of these two teams win the Super Bowl, but I would like to see the Vikings do it at home. I'm gonna go Vikings. Um, win the game, but the Saints cover. I think it's going to be maybe a last-second field goal type scenario that um, ends the game. I feel like it's going to be a fucking great game the whole entire game. Um, so we're going to go give you a recap of our picks. I'll go through mine real quick. I got Falcons covering three points on the road. I got the Pats covering 14 at home. Steelers covering seven and a half at home. And the Vikings winning, but Saints covering what you got. I got the Eagles winning at home. Nick Foles is going to bring it home for us. I got the Pats winning but not covering. Um, I got the Titans covering that one. I got the Jags beating the Steelers. And then I got the Vikes covering at home, baby. All right. So uh, there you heard it, folks. Um, There's our preview. Um, I think either Sunday night, Monday, um, we're going to do a review of the weekend. We're going to go back over our picks, um, see what we hit, what we didn't. And basically we're just going to kind of – revisit the weekend because this is the best weekend of the year for football no doubt oh for sure the best weekend of football um like he said we will come back either sunday monday if we fucked up we're sorry if we got it right fuck you guys (laughs) because we got it right all right so this has been dan and brian with the first down get town we're get down we're gonna give you a little music for that ass to ride out too peace Ah, ah, ah.